Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Alright, so it's the next morning. It is Tuesday. You've done a full day of investigating at this point. You've spent a little bit of time in the field. You have technically met the target. Not technically. You have met the target. You've met some kind of peripheral targets. You have a couple things to investigate. You have a warrant in theory coming in at some point. You have some leads to run down. Maybe this catering company is hired as something you can go to. You also did some research yesterday. You can continue along this way. We're going to pick up with Faustus and Francis, though, at the hotel. They've got a full night's rest. They have all their will points back, all their yeah, will points back for this. They're rested. They're fresh. It's, it's a double tree. It's, it's nice enough kind of thing. It's, it's nice by economical hotel standards um yeah i mean it's not it's not a ramada in it's better than a ramada it's much better than a ramada i guess i'm gonna i'm gonna like i'm gonna facebook uh stock uh ageless catering or you know i guess go on their website well, so I, I guess we kind of get to the investigating let's do the morning i guess so uh, you two wake up at the hotel like you do anything special like in theory you're waiting for warrant to show up it's not clear if it's not come to the hotel or to midas I'm assuming you get breakfast of some kind. You use the hotels that you kind of grab something on the way there. What's the what's the call on this one? Well, Francis gets up pretty early, so he's probably going to hit that continental breakfast up. Eat uh, at least four muffins. Sure, I believe it. Honestly, probably same with uh, Faustus. He's early bird, so he'll kind of start hit up the continental breakfast as well. No, and you, you two are on operation. Like it would make sense to try and make the most of the day. You've gotten enough sleep to be rested and. Yeah, so that goes fine. You have breakfast. People at the front desk say hi to you. As you're leaving the hotel, though, to kind of go to your car, kind of the car that's been arranged for you, both of you should give me an alertness check at minus 20. Well, here we go. Oh, success. Success at 36. Nice. Yeah, so you both kind of, from across the street as you're walking out, you notice a car parked in a loading zone. And as you notice it, it speeds away. And as it's speeding away, you notice that Someone has spent some effort putting the license plate on it upside down. Like you can still probably figure it out you do kind of get the numbers down off, but they have put it on upside down to kind of make it a little bit harder to track hypothetically. It's not going to show up correctly on cameras and it might mess with some people's perceptions, but you do kind of note that down. It's it's weird though. It definitely seemed to be reactionary to you leaving the hotel though, hypothetically. It definitely seems strange. Yeah, I'm assuming you would have Midas at this point. Yes, I will be my my first thing is uh, heading up to uh Midas. Wait, was this was this just like a typical like black you know black tinted windows government vehicle kind of kind of got that look? This was kind of just like almost like a sedan of some kind, just like a normal four door car, like you'd see in New York hypothetically or anywhere really. It's a 
pretty nondescript kind of like civic vehicle or something. That's pretty odd. I wonder why I'd be why we'd be being watched because we haven't done anything yet. I haven't even met the target. Well, unless of course this is something that Bolton arranged. We are kind of messing around with some proprietary materials. Yeah, but how would he know that we're 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 we're, we're, we're following him? Oh, sorry, not Bolton, not Bolton. I completely forgot. Uh, Bryce, maybe that was well. I don't know, man. When it gets to corporate stuff, I get kind of. But why would it be Bryce? We we literally invited him along with us to the bar. Like he he is very. We're not keeping anything from him. He's very heavily involved. Yes and no, in a sense of like I just I just don't trust suits, man. I understand that I'm in a habit, but at the same <laughs> time, you you have uh, Bryce who is privy to a little bit of what we know, and already he's kind of profiteering off of just a benign aspect of what we know what makes you think he's not hungry for being able to get his hands on something else he's just probably either he's either keeping tabs on us or it's like somebody else who followed us from the bar last night i don't i don't disagree i mean i just think it's i just think it's too early for him to you know be be chasing us around i mean i I guess it could be you know the office we went to but it just you know we we wearing badges disguises there's no way they would have followed us back all the way here man i don't know Absolutely being part of this organization. I was starting to become suspicious of everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping at shadows too. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it could be just someone installed the license plates upside down by accident or they're stolen. Like, you just noticed it was weird and they kind of took off when you left. But, like, it could just be a coincidence too. Stuff happens. We weren't, like, tailed when they left the, uh, the office building, were we, yesterday? No. As far as and you were walking too, which made it, would have made it harder and also, like, there was no one to tail you, hypothetically. Yeah. And there's no way we were tailored from the bar because we weren't even around then. No, and to your point, you have done nothing to... Yeah, one of you has met Oscar, the other one has not met either of them, and the person that met Bolton didn't come back to the hotel even. She's at the offices, so... Yeah, the chances of someone sending people here or even, like, caring about your activities at the hotel, it's a remote chance, probably. I will, um... Since I, I assume we were able to note down the license plate, right? Yeah. I'll I'll um get in contact with uh I don't know the the, the marshals later to see if that's a pulls up as a government vehicle. Yeah, can do. Can I use a forensics role or even like military science role to kind of uh see if the upside down license plate is a known espionage tactic? What's your forensics? My forensics is thirty percent. That's high enough to just know this already. Yeah, it's it's designed to make it just a little bit harder to track. So it's gonna throw off cameras and all that stuff like any automated system would keep track of the license plates that would be used to kind of easily track a car it's going to have a little bit of a problem with this and an average passerby is going to describe what they saw not what the actual thing is like most people wouldn't recognize that indeed the license plate was even upside down you two do because you have some training in these types of things but like think about you as the player if you saw a license plate would you inherently know if it was upside down or not especially it's from a state you're not familiar with well probably not but then again i mean if i if if a car if I'm just like you know walking down the street in a car that's like parked like you know spins out or you know burns out or whatever to drive away I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna notice it yeah but you're not gonna recognize that license plate it's just designed to kind of make it a little bit harder to do normal people might do this to kind of try and get away with like toll tickets and stuff like that it's like oh it's not my license plate that's obviously a different number mine is this <laughs> which maybe that's the same thing upside down but prove it. Is that a um, is this a, is is that like a like a like a common government tactic? Is that like a thing they they tell you to do? It's a criminal tactic, kind of like uh, 
I guess kind of in the same vein of things, it's kind of like um, swapping license plates where you just find a car that matches your car's description close enough and you just steal the license plates off of it and put them on your own. And when they run the plates for the your car, they'll get the wrong vehicle. That's a thing gotcha. criminals just do. Like, it's a tactic people would do. It's a tactic uh, the government might do. It's a tactic that, like, drug dealers or high school teenagers are trying to get away with being shitheads might do even kind of thing. Like, this is a thing people just when they want to be a little bit sneaky and use a car, do. It's called shopping plates. If you want to go one step further, you have the front and the back plates match different cars that match your car's description, but don't be the same license plates. Interesting. It's a thing people people pay to do. It's illegal as hell, but until you get, like, brought in on it, there's no real way of catching it easily. Well, not not to spend spend too much time on this, because it's probably not that important right now. Uh, We'll head to the minus, I guess, unless unless you want to do anything else about this before we get there. I want to update everyone as i send a text um to the group chat just hey uh francis and i were apparently being surveilled uh there was a car with an upside down license plate we have the number but i don't even know if that's going to be anything useful for later who knows if they would have shopped it or not i'm probably going to check out of my hotel and just kind of break that uh stay and find a new place to be if not just stay at midas yeah, you could also ask Bryce if you could transfer to another hotel. Like the the hotel is rented through Midas, so it's kind of got that extra show level layer on it. That's part of the reason Delta Green's using Bryce is that you're you're there under the guise of like government task force for anti terrorism, but also you're apparently part of the Pine Tree Consulting Organization that's been hired to do some internal audit thing there. Yeah, it's kind of a double layer of protection of weirdness. Yeah, you can definitely shuffle the location for you if you so want. I will do that. Yeah, so it's off to Midas, though? Absolutely. Yeah, so you haven't been here this early in the morning before. It's hectic. People are running around, like, lots of phones going off, lots of papers being rustled, lots of yelling about stocks, selling, buying, information kind of being yelled across the offices. Some the kind of tinted or fogged up, the the opaque thing for the conference room is active because the door is closed, and it appears that Foxtrot and Florence have triggered that thing for some privacy. As you walk in, it's kind of as normal as a busy morning or kind of maybe probably a typical morning here gets. Uh, nothing inherently weird about anything, really, aside from the obelisk is still there. It's You're there for kind of weird reasons. Bryce Cohen's kind of looking out across the space. We got King in his palace, just kind of, like, kind of arms crossed, very proud of himself, just watching everyone go about their business. As you kind of, as you walk in, he kind of does like a jaunty salute towards all of you. He's very happy about today kind of thing. He's had a cool night. Like, this is... The most he's done as a friendly before. He's kind of into this in a way he doesn't normally get to be. But yeah, no, as far as you can tell, nothing weird. Faustus, give me a search as you kind of... I'm assuming you're going to go hang out or you're going to the conference room where Foxtrot and Florence are? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, give me a search as you kind of walk through the space. Failure at a 95%. You feel like there's something off about the place, but you can't quite... It doesn't like fully register for you what's going on. It's not a dangerous odd thing, just kind of a small oddity doesn't quite make sense. But yeah, no, probably not important. Not popping out at you. What, are, are people worshipping the obelisk or something? They oh, do no, the nothing, nothing that obvious kind of thing, but yeah, no, no, it's not important. Are you... No cult activity going on. Yeah, it's just something minor he may have noticed if he was paying more attention, I guess. But yeah, no, so I'm cutting now inside to Florence and Foxtrot. Florence, you've spent the entire night, I assume, just kind of what, anxiety-ridden? Like, just a little bit of shock after what you did the previous day? Like, what's going on in her mind right now? 
Yeah, I think that it probably started out as, like, a bit of anxiety and shock. Uh, and the way she deals with, like, any emotion that annoys her is by diving herself into research. So she actually sure. has probably uh, spent at least a couple of hours researching the company. She now owns probably a lot of stocks in. So, yeah. yeah, that's what she's been doing with her night. Sounds about right. Uh, I'm assuming you did not sleep through any of this, correct? Nope. Yeah. All right. Foxtrot, what did you do the night before? You're used to sleeping weird places and uncomfortable positions. Did you have a fine night's sleep? Uh, what happened with you? I had a great night's sleep not too far away from uh, Florence. Uh, I slept on the ground, so uh, which is actually not, uh, not, not a stranger to that. That's pretty much what I've been. I have not been too far away in case any weird shit went down. So, uh, but yeah, I, that's where I slept. And since everything is kind of busy and moving around and whatnot, I'm kind of up not too far away drinking some tea to start my morning off. Cool. What did they bring you this morning? Uh, this morning, I started off with a nice jade tea. All right. Really kind of stretching the tea variety of the office. The, I will say the secretary is kind of happy to not be just serving coffee for a chance. It's a nice change of pace, and it's also way easier than coffee in her perspective. But yeah, so <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys kind of get up? You've got this kind of license plate you could probably run. You're waiting on this warrant. Did you get back to kind of doing the research you were doing yesterday? What are people's plans for getting back into it this morning, I guess? All right, so what is the first thing you're going to get up to this morning? You've got this... Uh, Probably dead end license plate number. You can kind of continue the research you were doing yesterday. You got a couple of leads you can start trying to run down. What's the what's the plan? I guess for this morning, we're gonna kind of take this in block, just like how much time it takes to kind of dig into this type of stuff. Uh, previously, Faustus, you were checking in on Oscar and trying to track down something about his boyfriend, socialize. There's some kind of weirdness is there. You didn't find anything super damning yesterday, but there's probably more to dig into now that you've met the guy and you have a name of Timothy for the current boyfriend's name or new boyfriend or the correct phrasing in this case is you got kind of some more stuff you can dig into you're still waiting on this warrant to show up uh, what are people looking into today i'm gonna go uh, i would like to find out if there's like a company stylist there has to be some sort of like pr team that can help just kind of change an image right uh, to what purpose i guess what are you trying to do in my head faustus has kind of made an ass of himself and it's going to be like oh it's that douchebag right I'm wondering whether or not if there's a specific company kind of like much like how they have access to tailors or whatnot, if there was, I don't know, a company stylist or company barber that could help Faustus change his look enough that he's a bit unrecognizable to the point where he's not going to be as immediately understood as that doofus from Oxtail. Gotcha. Okay, you're trying to kind of make yourself less recognizable. Okay, I wasn't quite following you there. Yeah, it's definitely something you could probably try and figure out. Bryce probably has a recommendation or two about those. You know, someone that can kind of help freshen your look or tone it down, if you will. I guess freshen my look to be able to better find out more of that information or if anything else, just not be, especially if you're going to be around like high rollers and stuff. Sure. I don't want Faustus to be recognizable and jeopardize everyone's chance by being known as that guy. Yeah, no, I definitely would say probably of the four of you, Florence is probably the only one that fits in visually even even then she's kind of more scholarly than kind of rolling executive type like the rest of them are that's always something you can do so yeah you're gonna kind of do that bryce can totally hook you up with someone to go do these guts he has several barber friends that would totally help you out in circumstances super excited you're gonna use one of his guys 
Celtics, you have the mix for a little while, so you go kind of deal with that. What are other people doing? Francis is going to sort of internet stock the Ageless Catering Company and also, you know, drop drop a call into the sort of the marshals to see if that, that plate runs anything. All right, Coach, you're going to run the plate and you're going to kind of look into Ageless Catering? Yeah, and uh, on the plate, he's not going to do anything deep, just to, you know, just to see if it's like a government plate or not. Yeah, that I'll, you don't have to do a search for that because you have access. No, the plate is not a government plate. It is a civilian plate. There are a couple of notes when you run it about how it's suspected of being stolen a couple of months back or replicated or something like that. Gotcha. It's a New York plate, though. Like, and these kinds of things happen. Like, using your martial background, you're like, yeah, no, this is a, like we talked about, kind of a common thing that happens when you're just trying to, yeah, it, someone probably still has a little anonymity on their car. Nothing inherently dealt the green nefarious, but it also is mildly criminal. And the upside down thing, again, like it's not the most effective thing, but yeah, it will make it like an untrained observer would not necessarily know to recognize that it was upside down, might give the wrong information. Yeah. It, but yeah, it, uh, the make and model does match the car. Like I explained, like they definitely seem to have shopped the plates on this thing. Not super well, but it's good enough kind of thing to pass. Gotcha. Yeah, and Ageless Catering is just the catering company, as best you can tell. I, it's got a very public website. It's got an Instagram. It's got a Facebook. It's pretty successful. It seems to deal kind of primarily in large, high-end events. Like, it's the cater to the socially elite, if you will. They don't do, like, birthday parties and bar mitzvahs unless they're really expensive birthday parties and bar mitzvahs type of thing. And seem to have, like, a... You'd have to guess that, like, looking at this kind of what the pictures they have on their website and their various socials, it's... A couple million dollars just then even think about taking the job kind of thing. The food looks really, really good from the pictures. Uh, they've done a bunch of like really high-end weddings. They advertise as kind of being aimed at large corporate events and kind of other large high-end gatherings. Uh, they bring their own staff. Yeah, it's on kind of what you're finding at kind of first glance. It's just a catering company. The owner is Rebecca Strickland. She started about 15, 20 years ago based on kind of the things. Talks about how she traveled all over the world, kind of learning various culinary techniques. I worked in a couple of restaurants briefly, but chose to kind of take the more personal approach so you could deal directly with clients and kind of sculpt handmade events and meals specifically for what they were trying to do. And that's how she wound up in catering. She does a lot of the cooking herself. So kind of that annoying, like very flowery bio. You get a picture of what Rebecca Strickland looks like. She's a 35-year-old woman, give or take kind of thing, curly brown hair. All the smiles in her pictures, very friendly persona to her, kind of a happy, curly-haired chef, if you will. Kind of mostly unremarkable, but definitely has that kind of cook-chef vibe to her of some kind. Well, it seems to like what she does, and there's various pictures of her kind of shaking hands with clients and standing in front of banquets and stuff, posing with some of the more fancy foods they've done. No specific events listed, as would make sense for the kind of high-end clients, but yeah, it's all there. It seems like a legit catering company, as best you can tell, just at first glance. You get an address, you get a phone number, you get emails. So yeah, it's, it's a legit business. You can try and investigate the business some if you want. You could probably go to it if you wanted even. Hmm, I think I am good on investigating it for now. All right. I will consider investigating them further in the future. Yeah. No, it's good set of leads to kind of set stuff up with. Totally makes sense. Foxtrot or Florence, what do you want to be up to next? Florence is going to spoof an email. Some position that would make sense within Bolton's company looking to, well, in emailing Cambridge and looking to get a copy of his transcript. Sure. And obviously making it hard to trace the, the email or however they would go about. But that's that's what she's doing. Sure. I guess, how, what are you going about doing for this? This will require some type of craft to 
pull off? Like, what are you looking for? I guess specifically trying to make sure Bryce is on the up and up, like trying to get a sense of who Bryce is. What's the goal? I'm sorry. I thought it was Samuel Bolton went to Cambridge, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I got my people confused. They're trying to track down Samuel Bolton for this one. Uh, yeah, I just want to establish like a link that he's been there and when he first started taking classes. Sure, I guess. And work back his timeline from there. What are you looking for specifically? Just trying to establish he was there specifically and that he has a history there? I want to see the year that he was there um, and the teachers he had classes with. I basically sure. want to just like make sure there's concrete evidence that he went to Cambridge. Sure. Years. No, sure. It makes a lot of sense. Anything else? I think then it's just going to be some social engineering on Facebook and Twitters and Instagrams for uh, Rebecca. I forget. Uh, Sam or yeah, Samuel Bolton's friend. Uh, his boyfriend's Timothy. I forget the guy's yeah. name. Oh, Oscar. Oscar. Uh, and uh, uh, see if we can figure out who Timothy is. Sure. For Oscar's social media. Yeah. So Timothy is actually pretty easy to find. He is still active. He's still doing stuff. Kind of. Uh, so in searching Oscar, you kind of and Timothy combined in search, you do find various kind of social columns mentioning uh, Oscar Nelson's new uh, flavor of the month boy toy, uh, new year, new model. They have a lot of kind of snide remarks about that kind of thing going on. And it's very easy to track him down through all of that. You do learn that his name is Timothy Mills. He is 25. He is relatively new to New York, graduated from acting school. Unsurprising to anyone who's been kind of following him. Uh, yeah, he is, as best you can tell, he's been with Oscar for nine, ten months, give or take. He showed up in kind of more prominence about seven, eight months ago. And a lot of the reporting, despite kind of like rolling its eyes, that the Silver Fox snags another one. It's like, yeah, they seem to have a genuinely good relationship. Like, they show up lots of cocktail events together. He's definitely kind of jokes about him being the arm candy, but at the same time, it's like, no, it seems to be a healthy enough relationship kind of thing, despite the age difference. Gotcha. Lots of, like, lots of snide tabloid talk. How old do the tabloids pin Oscar? They make mention, like, a variety of them make mention of him being still really good looking for 55 year old, but like, there's no. They never say an official age, and kind of tracking down through all of that. Search, actually. Sure. 86 out of 44 fail. You're not finding much. Like, it's he's probably just old enough that there's not a great digital trail for him. And if he's stayed off Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, it's probably hard to keep track of that, too. But yeah, they're more focused on the fact that it's, oh, the Silver Fox snags another one as opposed to exactly how old the Silver Fox is. And it's not, he's not super tabloid. He's at best like a, D or E list celebrity. He's a known person, but not kind of the a person r worth having like paparazzi on constantly to snag it. He's like, oh, finally turning sixty. Are you kind of moments? Okay, yeah. Then she's gonna look up Oscar in tandem with Silver Fox. Seems yeah. to be the name that they're using for him, and see if she can find anything else with that. That's just a description they're using. It's just a. That's not familiar. Gotcha. That's just a description for kind of a slightly older like. He's aged into it well kind of thing. He's still good looking for a 55 year old. He's starting to go gray in certain spots, but it's it's a, he's pulling a Clooney. Gotcha. Yeah. And then after that, I think she's going to get distracted again, looking back at that stock. Sure. It has done worse than it was yesterday. <laughs> have they have they done their vegan veil yet for their their new product? No, uh, it's. The stock is shrinking. Uh, there, there were some notes about how a couple kind of weird investors seemed to buy in as just as the stock went from bad to worse. But yeah, no, I, <laughs> people at the company are real freaked out about all things and stuff like that. Like it's 
the financial news is kind of like if you're looking to maybe buy some computers for cheap, I guess you now own some company assets, hypothetically. Like a lot of jokes about like, yeah, have fun at the liquidation sale. You're entitled to whatever the hell amount of the company you bought. How much of the company does Florence own right now? I don't know enough about stocks to tell you that. We'll say a chunk enough that you're probably like, they're suddenly aware that someone bought a ridiculous amount of their stock, 70,000 some odd dollars worth of their stock at an insanely low price. Like it, yeah. if we're talking about bad financial moves, like this could potentially be one of those <laughs> ones where it's like, did you sneeze and press the buy button or something? Like, did you lose a bet? Is this some weird form of like uh financial BDSM you involve yourself in? Like how, like, how much money can I lose on a boneheaded move possibly? Like there might be financial textbooks written someday about Florence's <laughs> absolutely baffling financial decision in this moment. Yeah, I think when she like sees that the stock is doing worse, she like chokes on her drink for a second and yeah. just kind of waves it off and <laughs> goes back to the research. Yeah. I cannot believe that Dr. Florence is a fin dom sub to a spooky rock. <laughs> Maggie, that's that's an advanced joke right there. I don't even get that. Financial domination. It's a whole thing we're not gonna get into here. Yeah. Right, so that's your morning. Uh, yeah. Faustus, you come back, you got a little bit of time after the barber. You do look, as the kids might say, fresh and as Bryce insists multiple times, despite being probably a little too old to be saying that, not without seeming kind of a douche. Yeah, you look good. You're not quite as old-looking. Uh, probably the kids back at the youth center will give you some grief about your new look, but as they, as one says, uh, the clothes make the man, and the haircut definitely kind of... Yeah, you, you're still the same person, but like, at quick glance, no one's going to recognize you as the person from the bar the night before. And if they were, you can probably pass it off as, oh, I've been on the plane, like I've been frazzled, like this is me collected now and stuff. You did a really good job. Bryce's guys are good at this. Do you want to do any kind of last-minute research this morning before we kind of move into... I guess like the second third of the day, if you will. I would kind of want to search what other kind of um, social circles, if not like charities that either Oscar Nelson or Samuel Bolton have uh, involved themselves in, whether or not there's any kind of like religious aspects that I can kind of get through. Yeah. Uh, What's your search at? My search is at 24. Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit more specific. So I'm going to make you roll for that. I'll give you a plus 40 though, because you are, yeah, you've got plenty of time. You're not under stress right now. Uh, failure, 89%. Yeah, it, you're not finding anything like that. Uh, it's Despite Oscar being kind of a pro, uh, public persona, there it's, he's photographed lots of places, but he doesn't seem to have much of an online footprint, which is kind of a thing people that are wealthy enough tend to not have anymore because they're kind of above that. Timothy drags around more. He's much more into kind of documenting his adventures, and there are kind of pictures of him at galas and charity events and auctions and all that stuff. You do see kind of a couple overlaps of pictures that seem to suggest that Bolton and Oscar were at the like, potentially the same like auction a couple times or at the same dinner, but also they're both rich dudes. It would make sense they swim in certain kind of overlapping circles. They do seem to have their own lives, though, too. They're not kind of always on top of each other. But yeah, it, it's a big, prestigious, big socialite event. They're probably there, but probably so are a couple hundred other people who are suspicious for financial reasons, potentially, but not Century Club suspicious or Delta Green suspicious. Gotcha, gotcha. You also said that the Century Club kept popping up on really weird conspiracy stuff, too. Yeah, so this is so we're not going to kind of transition into our second third of the day we're going to play this. So you want to dig into the weird conspiracy aspects of the Century Club? 
Yes. Would that be a occult roll? Ah, uh, yeah, it would. Sweet. So I'm going to do some occult studying, and I want to dig into the Century Club then. And I will be... I am failing that roll at 92 out of 35%. All right, so you don't find anything specific, but you do eventually stumble on to a name that pops up a couple times in connection to the Century Club. It's uh, a man who goes by the name Century Danny. Is the his name he's chosen to kind of pop out a bunch of places. He's referred to as such, but you're not finding much about him specifically. This mentions that kind of his blog is super crazy and kind of obsessed with a bunch of like a bunch of elite social clubs. But you're having a hard time kind of narrowing in on him. But I have another chance to dig into him specifically if you so wish with our final chunk of the day. What is everyone else doing? And they're kind of second of the three chunks of daylight. You're getting to kind of do some research and mess around. Uh, I'm just kind of wait around for the uh, the IRS thing hasn't come in yet, right? Yeah, uh, the warrant has not arrived yet. No. Okay, I'm kind of waiting for the warrant to come in right now. Sure. So Francis is going to do some some on the ground, you know, hitting streets. We go. He's going to go sort of like uh, you know, sort of stake out the um the, the sort of the dock office. Yeah. Anything exciting happens there? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. You take Foxtrot with you, maybe just for an extra set of eyes. Sure. If he's not doing nothing. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. I'll come along. He's kind of. He's kind of a surveillance expert, too, given his CIA-ness. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you're observing. Um, seems to be a normal day. You see the car that you're pretty sure you saw Samuel Bolton leave at last night pull up, and the guy that more or less matches him gets out and goes into the building kind of mid-afternoon. Makes a lot of sense. He's probably at the other office for the morning parties, now at the docks, on the dock office for the afternoon evening. Kind of matches up with yesterday some, too. But yeah, nothing inherently weird happens while you're there. That seems to be a kind of normal day. You do kind of watch various dock going, goings-ons. Uh, obviously, a couple things as a marshal, you're like, huh, maybe we should check into that at a later date, but what you're here as right now. Yeah, you kind of, you're doing a little stakeout. You're in a pretty good position, so I'm just going to notice you necessarily. Lawrence, what are you up to? So she wants to start combing back through birth and death certificates and seeing if any of them have photos associated with like the newborns or uh the person dying and specifically following down people who are related to samuel bolton or closely related to him or possibly looked like him in the past stuff like that yeah um you do find the occasional death certificate but like they're not they're weird there's a lot more kind of mentions of like cousins members of the bolton family do occasionally die but in your searching, you don't find a Samuel Bolton necessarily. Admittedly, all his family members do seem to be kind of less financially off, so maybe he's doing, like, maybe the family's more concerned with keeping their affairs private. How are you doing this? You're kind of doing a computer search? You're going through, like, the phone service of public records? What's the... Um, I think she's doing a little bit of both. Uh, okay. She's going to be um, going on to, like, public sites where you can, like, pay to, like, go through public yeah. records and whatnot, and also calling down to... Uh... Probably there are probably a couple of places of public records that she can yeah. call. So give me a search of plus twenty for this. Sure, twenty five out of sixty six okay. success. Yeah, so you do kind of like you find something that backs up that yeah, it's whatever's going on with the Bolton family seems to be isolated to just Samuel Bolton. You do kind of start noticing something weird though. So Samuel Bolton, the one you're dealing with in theory at least, is kind of based on kind of some of the birth certificates you're seeing. Is Samuel Bolton the seventh? Seems to be a bit of a family name, maybe, but also 
looking at some of these documents, there's often kind of a little bit of weirdness to it. They're all home births with some frequency. There's kind of a couple of paperwork clear, kind of a, give me a bureaucracy check, actually. Oh, okay. 10 out of 85. Yeah, I was sort of doing it to 85. You should have just gotten that automatically. If you weren't looking for kind of the, this kind of weird undying angle, you wouldn't notice it, but there's a weird inconsistency about it. There's a, a, a new Samuel Bolton seems to be born with a almost like regular intervalness. Like every 65 to 70 years, there's a new Samuel Bolton born kind of like just enough overlap that the Samuel Bolton the third would pass along his family and fortune to Samuel Bolton the fourth at like age. 35 or so kind of thing like it's a pretty consistent rhythm to things like it's almost like it's rolling through the generations intentionally there's Got a it. very deliberate spacing to it if that makes any sense it has a pattern yeah and a pattern doesn't make sense and again like there's this weird ink like it's they're all home birth it's all kind of signed off by various doctors that when you research them they're yeah they're doctors but they're not like good doctors necessarily they're they're they do kind of home visits or whatever or a couple of them are in kind of a surprising number of them have gotten in trouble for like prescription abuse and stuff like that, or have running some side businesses that involve maybe some overfilling of prescriptions, if you will, or kind of the a prescription of unnecessary stuff. Yeah, it's but also a bunch of these doctors are from way the hell back. There's no record of them anymore. It's the more recent ones that you find the occasional new article of like uh, Dr. Yelkin convicted of uh, selling opioids to heroin addicts or something. Are any of them still within, or are any of them based out of the city here? They're all over the place. Like, there's no kind of rhyme or reason to exact locations. Got it. Got it. Okay, good to know. Yeah. It's going to kind of end our second chunk of daylight hours. So it brings us to our third chunk of daylight hours. Wants to go first. I guess, like, let me set the tone first. Like, sun's starting to set. We're starting to get towards, like, four or five o'clock in the afternoon. Well, that'd be kind of where we end around. Late in the day, people are like they've probably had lunch. They're just getting close to dinner time, kind of thing. Businesses are starting to slow down. The offices of Midas have emptied out some. It's kind of an early morning, and then leave and go get drunk, and then repeat the day all over again. Type of crowd. Uh, Rice is still there. He's maybe stopped once we see how things are going. But yeah, he's got business run. He's got other stuff going on. A little more low in the office at this point. What are people up to now? We still have Foxtrot and Francis at the docks doing the stakeout thing. Let's do them first. Okay. What are you looking for at this point? Like, is it you kind of you confirm this is kind of a normal, typical day as best you can tell? Are you like trying to like maybe scope out the place to break in hypothetically? You looking to kind of maybe try and tail Bolton again? What's the what's going through your heads at this point? Yeah, I was looking to break into the place. Okay. Yeah. You know, Francis and Foxtrot probably have done you know hundreds of hours of stakeouts. Yeah. So you know, while we're while we're watching this, you know. Obviously, we're both, you know, experienced not only with stakeouts, but we're all, you know, Francis is also experienced with the the unnatural. Is he getting any sort of unnatural vibe? Like, you know, are people being extra shifty like criminals? Are there any, you know, strange boxes brought in? Nah, no hybrids, no weird people. But against his offices, they're not necessarily like the shipping storage locations. But yeah, this seems like just a legit normal business. You probably on your phone looking stuff up. They they deal in very mundane but profitable kind of imports and exports. They, they're a shipping company. They're not even necessarily a company that cares what they're shipping necessarily. But yeah, you've totally been out here long enough to get a sense of the security camera. You've tagged the security cameras. You've also noticed that like, if you can get inside the gate that kind of is locked up around the whole facility before it closes, the sailing of the security cameras should be pretty simple. It seems to run to kind of a a breaker of some sorts that with a little bit of effort you could get access to and sabotage or something. Okay. 
Yeah, I also kind of wanted to just note the general foot traffic. Like, how busy do they just get normally during the day? Did we get a deal for that? Yeah, the offices themselves are pretty normal. They're just shipping offices. People come and go with a little bit of frequency. The occasional guy shows up in a golf cart to check some paperwork or something. Maybe the harbor master stops by to confirm something. Yeah, it's just a normal kind of harbor side office for these types of activities. Like nothing inherently about what's going on is suspicious. Like the most interesting thing is the big bosses in theory in town. This might just be he's kind of in town this month and he's checking in kind of thing. Like there's nothing extra weird going on. You do see kind of Samuel come out at one point, get in his car and drive off. Uh, obviously seems to be shutting down a little bit more than it did last night. Normal hours, if you will. Kind of get a six o'clock rolls around. You're pretty sure no one else is in there at this point. Maybe they kept a couple lights on, but yeah, no, uh, seems to be pretty normal. They did kind of lock the gate up on themselves, but you're Delta Green agents. You can probably find a way past that if you want. But yeah, so that's going to kind of be your chunk of time. Faustus, what are you up to at this point? I am deep diving into some weird uh, blogs. Yeah, you are. Dig deep in some uh, conspiracy theories. So um, who the hell is Century Danny? Uh, is that a occult role or is that a search role? Uh, no, you've spent enough time researching this. Like this is, we're, we're, I'm trying to kind of denotate the passing of several hours, so it's more kind of a speeding up the process. But yeah, no, you've you have eventually found Century Danny's blog, and it is a masterpiece of kind of that the elites eat babies types of crazy conspiracy theory you've come to expect from just some semi unhinged individuals. With a little bit of effort, you find out that uh, Century Danny is actually named Daniel Grigorev. He's apparently based out of New York, kind of like using probably Florence to help ping some stuff. His IP address is actually out of Little Odessa in New York. You could totally go look him up. You have a pretty good idea of where his building is. And man, does he have it in for the Century Club. Like, it is just crazed pictures and sketches, like hundreds, like way too many posts for how long this blog has been up. Like, comparing the Century Club to the Freemasons and the Mormon Church and just, like, any weird pseudo-occult organization this guy's linked the Freemasons to and then the and then the Century Club kind of thing. Like, uh, there's implications the Century Club is run by aliens, no, um, a cabal of, uh, secret lizard men, no, um, uh, it's run by a kind of a collection of mud people that every so many years, like, change their shape. It's all types of crazy captains and stuff. Like it's it's absolutely unhinged. But the guy claims to have been a member of the Century Club at one point, and also is just absolutely adamant that they are actively trying to ruin his life. I want to talk to this man. All right. <laughs> Plan is, I'm going to pose as a reporter for Vice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like vice is just doing whatever the fuck no, so like yeah, no this feels like some vice stuff with your fresh new haircut yeah you are a vice reporter jesus christ so like i am gonna pose as a reporter for vice <laughs> i'm gonna need some fake press passes which i will ask bryce to make me and then i will be visiting this gentleman there's even an email on the website like if you want to inquire about the truth you can message him kind of thing you gotta send him an email to try and get in touch with this individual oh yeah yeah, so like within seconds of hitting send on this email, you have just like a giant, ridiculously run on email sent back. Almost of this guy's like a standard response to inquiries, asking if you want to know the truth and a variety of other things. Like this guy seems just paragraphs are written all in caps and several run on paragraphs that have no capitalization or period whatsoever, and like 
letters blend together some. This guy seems nuts alone based on his text formatting. But yeah, he, he gives you an address at which he can be met. He seems totally willing to talk kind of thing. Like this guy is prepared to talk. He does kind of suggest a neutral meeting point uh, so he can uh, check you out, if you will. It's a cafe in Little Odessa called People's Brew. It's a coffee and uh, he describes it as a coffee and kind of pastry shop of some kind of the old country. Uh, yeah, you, you, he was to meet you that night or you can wait tomorrow, whatever you want kind of thing. He, he needs to get the word out there. In group text, I kind of asking people, Hey, do we have any kind of mission plans? I think I'm going to go talk to the Gary Spivy of the Century Club. I, uh, I respond, me and Foxtrot, we're going to get a uh, closer look at the other office. Right on. I am going to, there's somebody that I found who's willing to meet, who claims to be a member or a former member of the Century Club. Admittedly, he does believe in lizard folk and mud men. Which, looking back into our previous encounters, I am unfortunately now open to discussion about. But I may or may not have a lead. I will be bringing my gun. So I'm going to write, or want to write back, you sure you don't want company? I mean, it would make sense to take um, Florence with you, hypothetically. She is a doctor. Florence, question mark? I am sitting in the same room as you. <laughs> I totally thought that we were in a completely separate room. Florence. No, in one kind of conference room, yeah. Oh, She's just bad. sitting behind him, <laughs> quiet the whole like, time. Looking over his shoulder, be like, man, this guy seems crazy. I'd love to talk to him. Just so this um, entire time, we've all been in the same conference room, just like researching at the same yeah. table. Yeah. Okay, so not in group text, just like, hey guys, so. <laughs> well, two of you were in a car by the docks. Like, yeah, the, oh, group, okay. the group checks makes a certain amount of sense. Gotcha. I will come and be back up for you. We should go in two separate cars. I'll park about a block down, and you, uh, I'll keep an eye out. I'll buy some, like, binoculars on the way or something. I'll bring my gun, too. I was gonna say, I'm posing as a reporter for Vice, so having somebody else wouldn't be too bad, but that's probably good. Are you a sharpshooter? You barely have shot a gun. No, I'm not a sharpshooter. I don't have a rifle, either. I did buy this fancy site, though. <laughs> Vice got karma, people. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need I need to clear my head some anyways. I haven't really slept, so getting some fresh air would be nice. Awesome. Well, this is this person's website, so just so that way you can get a quick dossier as to who I'll be meeting. Uh, I'm going to forward this to the rest of the group if they are interested as well. Uh, but otherwise, I need to go make myself some... Uh, Fake press credentials. I think yeah. that's a war crime. Is that a war crime? Could be a war crime. Who knows? Just joking about. And I leave. Yeah. While he goes to do that, can I just see how like secure this website is? Sure. What are you looking for exactly? I just want to see how easy it would be to get admin use on the site. Like, it, did he secure it well, or is this like something you could take a couple of hours to just? What's your What's your comp size? Forty seven. Yeah, that's high enough to know just kind of basically looking at the infrastructure of the site. This is like two or three steps up from like almost a WordPress blog. <laughs> this is curious. This is not a robust operation. This is what you're looking at is probably what this is. A crazy person having a fucking uh, the, the old school like uh, Google blog, the blogger account might be more <laughs> secure than this website. I was going to say, is this a Tumblr made in Adobe DreamWorks? Uh, basically yeah like uh, 
this is even the guy owns the domain. It's probably like some subset thing he's renting from someone else, or like maybe he owns it, but it's like hosted on like I don't know, GoDaddy or something. Like, oh my is, god! Yeah. It's on Angel Fire. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna go that far, but yeah, no, like th- this is. Uh, we're, we're talking some like late '90s level blogging action going on, like some like. Now that we're talking about it, though, too, like it's just like some real bad graphics. Like the, the quality's real grainy, the formatting's real shitty. Like it's again, by all measures, this guy is several types of unhinged. But man, does he talk about the Century Club a lot? Can I just from like a quick glance at his blog with my unnatural skill? Does he have any merit to any of his conspiracy theories on anything else, or anything connecting the dots? To anything else? Do you have any criminology by any chance? Um, I have the base 10%. Yeah, so I'll give you this one because you do have some unnatural skill. And the answer is hell yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, some of the stuff he's talking about, it's, it's, he doesn't realize, like, he's touching on some stuff that there's a lot of mention of something about a black goat with some frequency throughout all of this, but like, he, very obviously is not aware of what this thing is like it's it really is kind of crazed scrawlings but at the same time it never actually calls anyone out by a name like there is a maybe not a kind of a a method to the madness but like it's very deliberately avoiding maybe legally actionable postings smart guy yeah like it's not this is not the work of necessarily like Looking at it from a, like, okay, this is actually legit standpoint with the unnatural skill kind of popping off in the background some. Dude's crazy. Dude's smart and is crazy, though, hypothetically. So we are kind of in the night now, if you will. We're going to do Francis and Foxtrot's little uh, B&E first. So you got this locked gate. It's kind of got like a padlock on it of some kind. Lots of ways of overriding that. Uh, You're skilled agents. You know your way around a kind of a lock, if you will. You got this building with some heaviest security. It's light security. Uh, maybe you'll have to fry the tapes or something, because pro- it's probably aimed at the gate some, but you feel pretty confident it's more kind of a closed-circuit TV. Maybe someone could IP access into it, but it's more designed if something goes wrong, you can dive into it, if you will. What's the approach? Hmm. Is it already dark, or is it like still sunsetty right now? Uh, it's darkish. It's probably like dusk kind of thing. Like, it's still probably some sunset going on, but like, it's it's dark enough you're going to be a little harder to detect at this point. Okay. Well, then, uh, I guess we'll just kind of, or I'm going to, yeah, just kind of start heading towards kind of based off where I was kind of eyeballing everything, find the one spot I can kind of get to easily. Um, is it like a, is it like a huge gate fence thing? Like, is it like I, a chain link fence? Yeah, it's a chain, like a chain. Like, like it, slide, it kind of swings in out of the way to kind of make an opening and drive in and out of. Like, it's just been kind of swung out to close out the space. It's not super secure. It's really just kind of like a master log. It's probably got a custom key system to it for ease. But yeah, it's nothing insanely robust. Like, this is totally so you could smash with a rock or break apart if you had a little bit of time or the right tools for it or a lock pick even. Is there an area around the wall of the gate that, like, maybe we can, like, hop over because i don't necessarily want to break the chain or at least cause any damage right away uh, you can try to scale the chain link fence that'll make some that'll make some noise though it's like a 30 foot tall chain link fence it's a legit fence around this mm. kind of thing like it's a, it's a shipping yard like this is not the peak of security because it's not where they store the stuff but like it's got the 
basics of your industrial kind of setup, but the probably top of it has some razor wire on it, or at least some barbed wire. There's ways around that that both of you would know. You can totally throw like a backpack or a carpet over that to climb that. Hmm. I would also say just kind of based off of what you're seeing at the docks and just kind of what you've observed all day, like you could probably get away with bashing open this lock so long as you make it look like someone real sloppy tried to break in afterwards. There's homeless people around the dock. There's drunk dock workers about every once in a while. You feel confident that you kind of messed up this fence enough, like by backing the car into it or something. Someone might assume, ah, shit, someone hit the do- hit someone hit the gate again. Hypothetically. Okay, then yeah, that's. Uh, I'll just go ahead and, and break the lock and try to go into that gate. All right, you gotta try and break it. Find a rock to bash it with. Hit it with your gun. Uh, try and be a little more covert about it. What's the plan? I'm gonna use a rock. All right, I guess Kavretz got chime in with this. Are you play acting up to this? Like, what's the plan? Is the plan to kind of destroy any security footage inside? Is the plan to kind of act drunk up to the gate and hit it with a rock? Like, what's the... What, what are you thinking is going to be your cover for this? Because you are, in theory, on camera at this point. You'll have access, hopefully, to said cameras to get rid of that feed or kind of mess with that footage. But at this exact second, you have to kind of maybe mask your actions some in case this doesn't quite go the way you want it to. Um... You know what? I'll go with the uh, the drunken up, I guess. All right. Yes, yeah, so you kind of stumble about some. You find a rock, and you just kind of get up there and start bashing at the lock or something. Yeah. 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 Eventually, it works kind of with a loud kind of clank. It eventually kind of gives way as so you hit it enough times. Uh, so you kind of stagger the gate open kind of into the space. It's like, look at me. I busted a gate open. Yeah. What do you have to do from there? From there, uh, I'm just going to kind of stagger towards the area where the cameras would be housed, or at least the security footage would be housed, but I'm going to, like, drunkenly stagger until I'm off-frame and then walk with purpose. All right, so, yeah, you're in a dead zone. The, like, junction box for them is on the outside. It's probably sort of inside would be your guess. Like, that's both of your guesses. Francis, what are you doing through all of this? So he's kind of wandered in there, made a good cover of drunk guy broke the gate, hypothetically. You're doing anything to kind of help back this up or anything? You kind of being the drunk friend stumbling around with this dude, what, how, what's your cover through all this? Or what are, you, what are you doing to kind of help this move along? Yeah, I'll be the drunk friend. Yeah. You know, anything particular? Like, yeah, you fucked that lock up good or anything like that? Yeah, I'm going to give him a real pat on the back for it, you Ooh. know? Yeah, so you both are in the dead zone. Yeah, you know the easiest way to kind of deal with this stuff is probably kill the power to the building, which is a very doable thing, hypothetically, but that will also cause some other red flags. Uh, how are you dealing with the security system, I guess? You're trying to you're trying to get to the, at the junction box. You're going to try and knock out the cameras that are directly applicable. What's the plan? Uh, my approach is going to be going to the cameras that are directly applicable. All right, so you're going to try and like knock this out with a rock or something, like throw stuff at it. You're going to shoot it out. What's the plan? The junction box can disable the cameras, but it would cut the power, right, you said? No, the junction box will just kind of cut the feed to the cameras. Like, that's probably where the Ethernet cables that hook up to these things all come together and go into the wall or something like that. Like That's just a basic security network thing. Again, this is not like some okay. high-end system they got going here. It's just kind of yeah, a basic set of cameras. I want the junction box. Yeah. All right, so you'll have to kind of get up a little bit distance, but like, yeah, you can do that. There's probably like, a, yeah, there's access to the roof. There's a ladder. You can probably get up there. That's where, that's where it sends for it to be kind of thing, just based on installations. Give okay. me an athletics to kind of scramble up there. All right. Uh, 40% out of 50 success. Yeah, you, uh, Francis probably helps you out some. He kind of gives you 10 fingers and you get up there, you find the box. It's pretty obvious. This guy, conduit cables running up to it from all over the place with the cameras where you get your knife in and just kind of pop it open and so you just pull the cables on it. Is the plan to kind of go back and try and set this back up so it looks like no one was here for this or 
what are you going to cover this with, I guess? Because you could totally kind of mess this stuff up temporarily and then put it back later. Hmm. No, I'm going to permanently cut them, I think. All right. Or actually, well, uh, Francis, should we go uh, for a temporary or permanent solution here? Uh, Definitely permanent. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm going to go for a permanent solution and cut the wiring out. Yeah. You got to kind of continue the drunk ruse. Like, drunk people get weird places all the time. Gonna bash the space up, someone make it look like someone like a drunk guy got up there or something like that. I mean, is there a camera directly on this point? No. Yeah. No. Once, once I well, once I got into the dead zone, I was walking with purpose anyway. Yeah. So I stopped. Oh, I, yeah. I stopped the drunk act after that. Yeah. So now that the feed's cut, I'm not, I, I'm cutting the drunk act out, and my next thing is to now that the feed is cut, my next goal is to get to where the security tapes are being housed. And that would be inside. Okay, and yeah, that's my next goal. All right, cool. Yeah, so you kind of get back down the ground. You're pretty sure the camera's route at this point. The, the system for them's dead. At least the kind of feed for them's dead. So they, they're probably on, but not recording anything because they got nowhere to, for that feed to go. So yeah, the door is locked. How do you handle this? You got to bust the door. You got to try and pick it. You got to try and kick it in. I'm going to look over to uh, Francis to say, you want you know how to pick a lock or you want me to? You seem like you know what you're doing. I'll let you, I'll let you take care of it. Okay. So, um... Hmm. So lockpicking is a skill in Delta Green that I'm not sure either of you necessarily have. It's a special training thing. Okay. But I'd say kind of like, that's more to do it quickly. I'd say that both of you, given your professional backgrounds, probably are familiar with the process enough. With enough time, you could probably get in there and do some damage, hypothetically. Okay. Uh, what kind of role would I be doing if I wanted to try to lockpick that? Uh, what you got for criminology? Uh, Ten. What you got for criminology, Francis? I have a 56. Oh, yeah, you should be the one doing this. I was going to offer stealth because I figured you'd be stealthy. One of the block picking would be something you'd be used to, but terminology is a thing we can run with that. Oh. Uh, no dice. No no dice. Yeah, you're having a hard time picking it. It's not a smooth thing. It, it takes some time. I was gonna say, you do get it open eventually, but it's very obvious someone was messing with this as a bunch of kind of scratch marks from your attempts to get it open. Oh, that, that's totally fine. I mean, they're, they're going to know someone was messing with this as soon as they look at the camera box. Yeah. <laughs> probably a bit louder a little more swearing under your breath than maybe you want but yeah no it's you're, you're leaving a bit of a trail of an evidence but also drunk people do weird things you've established that as an alibi <laughs> yeah i mean i mean so the the the, the cameras are no they're not none of them are recording anymore no they're right? dead yeah gotcha. we still we still got to delete the footage though right yeah i'm going yeah. that's my next goal as soon as we get in there that's yeah, what yeah. i'm going for <laughs>